0: Welcome to Part 2 of Health Systems CIO's interview with Nader Murabi, CIO, Senior VP, and Vice Dean at NYU Langone Health. In this segment, Murabi talks about what his team has done to improve patient experience, both on the website and in person, why he believes innovation is everyone's job, and the areas in which artificial intelligence has the biggest opportunity to make an impact. As far as being able to provide digital health, is that something that was a couple of years in the making? Yeah,
1: in terms of patient experience, clearly on digital health, I've been for the past 10 years, right? It's because we have to do so much to make that possible, you know, where you're paperless, with digital, everything is thought through, you know, whether you go into our ambulatory practice, you experience technology the same. We have palm recognition technology we put in nine years ago, right? A lot of these things are foundational in the 10 years of making. But the patient experience in the past two years, we've been accelerating focus on that because some of the technologies allows us to do that. Um, you know, wireless is improving. 5G would even improve it further. But we focused a lot on a patient and family experience. Uh, by the time they engage with us to the time they come and get through. Um, even when they hospitalized our, our new pavilion, we have an awesome experience for patient and family in the room. They can order their meal, uh, it's a translation endpoint, it's a telemedicine endpoint, they can watch movie kits, they can mm-hmm. play games, so it's, it's great. But also, we are really focused about what does the patient want, we did a lot of market right. research, we talked to the patients, we talked to the families, we talked to our clinicians. We did a lot of work, figure out what are the areas we want to focus on, and those are the five areas we focus on, and that paid dividend to the point where you see our commercials now because it's real. You know, you go to our website, you can schedule online. You can find our specialists. Our public website is by far the best experience. I'm not saying that I say that, but people tell me, my colleagues tell me, the market yeah. notices.
0: Yeah, that's so important. I mean, that—that's what people see as soon as they—they they Google it. That's what they see, and you really want that to be as easy as possible to navigate, but to also showcase, you know, what's available.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that we've done on our website, if you go, we spend a lot of time in our optimizing ourselves on a Google so people can find us quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So uh, instead of paying all these ads and stuff, we do pay occasionally, but we've spent a lot of time optimizing uh, the search engine so that Google and other search engines find us. The point is that you could quickly match our services to our patient needs.
0: Right. So clearly it seems like innovation is also a priority, but this isn't something that can be uh, forced. So can you talk about how the organization is able to foster innovation in a way that it's a bit more organic than simply trying to innovate. But what are your thoughts on? That? So
1: I, I think two things I would say. I, if you notice, NYU doesn't have something called chief innovation officer. It's just that right. we feel like innovations, you know, our leadership and uh, is everyone's business to make things efficient. It's every employee, not one person or a group's job. So we we have this competition here, but everyone can innovate. You have to empower everyone to innovate and they have a good ideas and then create the channels by which people can bring the innovation to focus, right? So,
0: right.
1: so we tell people, you know, everyone has the power to innovate. Go innovate, yeah. think of better ways of doing things. And <laughs> then, But then you create the channels by which, well, if we have a good idea, you manage to say, oh, no, don't, don't bother, right? So right. how do you foster innovation is more important than actually creating these titles and the groups.
0: Right.
1: To that be. people shut down and say, "Well, okay, well, that's somebody else's job." Yeah. <laughs> right? mm. So that's, that's our cool. philosophy. So, uh, but if a surgeon sees something is important to know who are, then they have a channel to, to say this is innovative. A nurse sees something on a floor that they think that should be changed a different way. I think that's for us. That's the philosophy we're taking.
0: Yeah, and and it's not just about tools and and gadgets, but uh, like you said, finding better ways to do things.
1: Yeah, and some technology enables. Some could be just a method change. Some can be as basic as changing the workflow, the way you work.
0: Right. So looking ahead the next year and beyond, what would you say are are really some of the the key areas of focus?
1: Clearly a patient and family experience. We continue to invest in that and, and differentiate ourselves in the market through digital means. We really want patients to think of us one click away on their phone, mm-hmm. we try to also market to younger generation as well as um, older, and so we want to cover all ages uh, where people think for their care, we want to click away on their phone. Right. That's why we're pushing our apps. We really focus on also improve our clinician experience. So we doing a lot of work about how clinicians can be more uh, productive and not see the burden of EHR. Uh, so we're right. doing a lot of work there. There's a lot of things that has to get done both operationally through technology, of course voice, and other technologies, trying right, to think about what exam room of future would look like, and then a lot about we are harnessing the power of predictive analytics and AI. See how we can improve for care, and um, we really believe that AI predictive can really help people do their job better. It's not going to replace right. people, and not going to replace doctors. We also think that these technology can help other staff in workforce. Uh, it's not yeah. just for clinicians and scientists, but other workforce that could be more efficient and also have insight into the type of work they're doing. So it's, it's exciting. Actually, it's a lot more to come because there's so much we can do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that having that research component really is exciting. Being able to to kind of see what's possible, especially with with things like AI.
1: Right. Yeah, and we have a group, an AI group here that, as an academic band, also a, what we call um, more of an operational band. So we do not just research things, but we also implement. We have a bunch of models actually running in real time you know, protecting different things to make heart failure, mortality, um, or just simple mundane things that people, you know, have their insight about what's going yeah. on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When you look at, at the industry and, and where it's going, do you think that AI is getting ready to kind of take off and, and really play a larger role in, in care, but then also operations?
1: I think I see AI in some areas excelling quite a bit, in some areas not so much. The part of it that's hyped up that I think it's going to take some time, the part of it I think you may be surprised with Excel. We think that these models can help people do their job better and provide better insight because there's so much data out there. But it's not about replacing people, right? It's not about replacing a highly trained clinician who really have to use their intuition and insight and all the time that they've got to training into school. But if it can show you something you might have missed or quickly highlight things, it's another tool to help you do your job better and not miss anyone, right? right? Uh, For example, Mm -hmm. in the radiology, if imaging looks around and finds eye-like certain anomalies that you might have missed, that's great, right? Right. Or, or we, things we published about we de-identified 10,000 MRIs and told the world, I mean, how do we help us make MRIs faster? That have a worldwide implications Because in a lot of parts of the world, people wait for MRIs months. So if you yeah. could speed up by taking less image of the MRI machine and speed up time twice, and you could you process twice people on the machine and just the results are the same, that's a worldwide implication about accessibility.
0: Right. Oh, right, Absolutely. So in, in your role, as well as CIO, you're also vice dean?
1: Right. That's my academic title, yes. So because I oversee okay. technology for School of Medicine, so we need academic, you have to have dean title.
0: Okay. All right. And now, so you've been with the organization for a while now, um, first starting out in applications and in, in, uh, integration. And can you talk about how your career path, how that kind of evolved? To the point where you are in the CIO role, and is that something that you aspired to?
1: Yes, even though I think infrastructure is such an important aspects of what we do and continue to invest in, I'm much more of an application person about integration and see how we can make people you, you know use technology in a different and better way. So my interest has always been in application. I always thought that if you find technologies um, and work with people and listen to them and thinker and and the presentation of um, technology matters, uh, how people use it. you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. But I always said the thought that I can also manage. I like management. I thought leadership is important. And in strategy matters, I'm a much more of a deep thinker. I think a lot about things. But then yeah. once I'm done, I put the stage for everyone to execute and, and get things done. So we're about accountability, but also about really um, researching, deep, do your own work, Continuously think through things, but allow people to, uh, to work with you and get things done, and that makes everyone feel good when you make a difference. I think NYU has been a great institution because it's not like we're worldwide or we're nationwide, and we have 50 hospitals, and you're continuously mm-hmm. traveling from one state to another. It's much more, I think, it focused, and it's a regional focus, clearly as an international and national um, image, but
0: right. it's
1: care is also here to the communities. So allows us to do things that scale it that is very rewarding so that it's not too small, but it's not too way too big Right, you know what I mean? Um, so that's yeah, very exactly. rewarding to make an intervention and realize that people can really use that thing and, and, and make a difference So it's been right. good to me and I've been good to them. I think
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm sure it's been really interesting to uh, just witness the evolution of the organization I mean when you're there every day, maybe sometimes it's hard to see but to think how far things have come in 15 years, I'm sure, is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, this institution grown. And also, it's just got grown through the ranks where they have grown their research portfolio to clinical care, also education. Uh, so it's quite rewarding to see the institution become, I, I think, a great health system, both for the community here, the metropolitan New York, and also have recognition nationally and uh, internationally. Right. So I think, good. Yeah. The
0: okay. last thing I wanted to ask was, when you think about where the industry is going, what do you consider to be the most important skill sets for CIOs to have?
1: <laughs> you continuously have to reinvent your job. So every 12, mm-hmm. 14 months, you have to reinvent your job, and you have to be connected to the, what the institution priorities are, what they're doing. You have to be at a table to shape it. Uh, with leadership. So you have to have the uh, stature and the respect for people to, you know, make you part of the table and make you part of the strategy, you can be afterthought, right? right. In and in institution, you're part of that, that a strategy. And so it is important to have good communication skills, good governance, transparency, you have to communicate both across the institution, listen carefully, and be able to um, provide the level of strategic importance of technology and how care takes place. Without technology, can you imagine how hard would that be to 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 provide quality care? So, you know, it's not the only thing, but it's one of the most underlying important things for care delivery in today's world. Um, So you have to make sure that people understand the importance of technology and digital both in terms of cost savings and providing uh, advantage. The job is a lot more complicated than it used to be, I think, because it's a oh, yeah. job. You're no longer the old C- old way of CIO was run the infrastructure and run the applications, mm-hmm. but nowadays it really has to be um, a part of strategy of the institution. Uh, you can imagine that some institution, you know, when they betted on the wrong technology or they didn't get the technology right, they either um, went bankrupt or, or fall behind.
0: Right. Right, and, and it's interesting that there's more of an emphasis now on, on being able to communicate, whether it's to members of the board or maybe your own team, but just, as you said, really communicating and conveying that, that importance of technology. Yeah,
1: and the other thing is, I mean, you also have to manage costs. You know, you mm-hmm. have to stretch your dollars a long way because healthcare is so constrained and there's regulations. There's a lot of cost pressure, so, so you have to find the novel ways to stretch your dollars as far as you can. So you have to be a good bargainer, you know, to bargain for your money. I mean, it's true. Absolutely. I always tell people if we could save fifty cents to a dollar, that could be used for something else and for patient care.
0: Yeah, very interesting. It's it's really going in such a fascinating direction, I think. Yeah. All right. I think that about covers it. This has been really interesting. I'm glad we were able to, to kind of get to a lot of what you and your team are doing. So thank you so much for taking right, this thank time.
1: You. Nice chatting sure. with you.
0: Yeah, cool. you too. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com podcast.